Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. This is The Rob Carson Show. This is hour number two today. Hello. Uh, we have a freshman congressman joining us here very shortly from the state of Missouri, Mark Alford, who, like Carrie Lake, is a former news anchor. Yeah. And uh, I've known Mark for a number of years, actually. I knew him when he was at a uh, local TV station. First time we've had him on the air because, you know, things get busy. And I think you're going to enjoy uh, hearing from him. We'll talk about the border and other things. He is an America First uh, uh, candidate and uh, and uh, also an America First congressman. And um, he is uh, he's he's really... He's really making a mark in Washington, D.C. And uh, obviously, if you haven't heard of him, you will certainly today. And we'll be hearing more from Mark Alford. Kind of get to know him at the bottom of the hour and see what they're working on. Uh, this is just in. Um, uh, Hunter Biden was able to uh, uh, show contempt of Congress by not appearing after being subpoenaed, even though the, the uh, Trump children did a number of times before Congress, and, uh, and nothing turned up. But Peter Navarro has been sentenced to four months months in prison for refusing to testify before uh, the January the 6th committee. Hunter Biden is walking around free. This, according to Sebastian Gorka, the police state has arrived. This is your attorney general the other day. Now, I don't know if you knew this. You know, all of these cases against Donald Trump are political. You know this as well as I do. We know that Fonnie Willis got her, her uh, department got $14 million from the federal government to go after Donald Trump. We know that Letitia James campaigned to go after Donald Trump, got money from the federal government. We know that all of these cases are meant to interrupt this election. All of them are going to fall, and we are going to win this. We are going to win this. But Peter Navarro is being sentenced to four months in jail for doing the same thing that Hunter Biden did. And Hunter Biden literally went into Congress to give Congress a middle finger a couple weeks ago, sit there, and then get up and walk out. I want to see Percy's ass in jail. This is Merrick Garland, the AG. Now, when you are, you are guaranteed a speedy trial, all right? That's, it, that's the way it is. And, and guess who is the determinant of that? The defendant. So if you, you choose... Uh, you win your trial, you choose to expedite. It is not the federal government's business to expedite your trial. But the only reason that Merrick Garland, who is a political hack, as corrupt as any AG we've ever seen in our history, there is no doubt about it. And eventually he's going to face the music. But here he is uh, on CNN about a week ago saying that he wants to get through these trials as quick as possible. The department has policies about steering clear of elections. Um, is there a date in your mind where it might be too late to bring these trials to fruition? Uh, again, to stay out of, out of the way of the elections un, uh, as the department policies. Well, no, this is about the election. I just say you know, what I said, which is that the cases were brought last year prosecutor has urged speedy trials 
uh, uh, with which I agree. Um, and this is now in the hands of the judicial system, not in our hands. Some of the polling recently shows that three-quarters of Republicans believe that he's being targeted uh, for political reasons. Uh, does it concern you that, uh, that this public perception exists, and, and what can you do to try to change that? Okay. Um, of course, it concerns me. Um, what we have to do is show by the acts that we take that we're following the law, that we're following the facts, the... Um, um, prosecutions that you're talking about. God, get that man a glass of water. I hate his voice. Were brought last year, um, and the uh, special prosecutor has uh, said from the beginning. Uh, Jack Smith, by the way, who was brought literally from the Hague. But he thinks uh, public interest requires a speedy uh, trial, which I agree with. You agree with that? Uh, yeah, which means get them done in the election year to interfere with the election. And uh, the matter is now in the hands of the uh, trial judge. This guy is going to, I mean... He's going to face some music eventually. And, and I know that you, uh, you want the same thing because you can see this. The Democrat Party, I said years ago, I said they were uh, intellectually and morally bankrupt. But they really are a lot of evil people. A lot of evil people in the Democrat Party, a lot of evil people in the Republican Party. I mean, I'm blessed. I feel blessed to have had all of this come out in the last seven years with a, uh, a real uh, highlight of the last three years. I feel blessed to know that what the government did to us during COVID, uh, now that we know, was all wrong, was all a lie. I, I feel blessed that, that I know and you know how deep and far-reaching this goes in our federal government where a federal government would would imprison people for January the 6th, even though the, the narrative of January the 6th is collapsing. We know that there are uh, 1,200 people who have, been, who have been pursued by the federal government for walking into unlocked doors and going into the Capitol, supposedly during an insurrection, where Donald Trump didn't command any military forces. Donald Trump didn't say take down the government. Donald Trump did not uh, demand anything. Uh, none of the, there was no damage to the interior of the building whatsoever. Every time we see more footage, we see uh, arrestees dressed in masks being high-fived by Capitol Police officers as they're released back into the crowd. I can go on and on. And all of those things that I just said, the federal government said was misinformation and disinformation. So you couldn't talk about it. You couldn't talk about your doubts about the 2020 election, even though the FBI and the DOJ and the DHS were all involved in covering up Joe Biden and Hunter Biden's corruption, Hunter Biden's laptop. We know that the first uh, uh, impeachment of Donald Trump was uh, there was nothing to it. That's why it fell. But it was a distraction from the real corruption between Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, a Ukrainian gas company. Joe Biden took threatened to take a billion dollars of your money unless the prosecutor uh, investigating the corrupt company, Burisma, stopped investigating. It was fired and they did it. He bragged about it. I mean, it's just what else do you need? What else do you need knowing that tens of millions of dollars have flowed into a number of uh, uh, Hunter or Joe Biden family members, including grandchildren? Tens of millions of dollars have come from through a dozens of LLCs that were set up to confuse. And we know that bank records and transactions and emails, we know that we know that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden were communicating with one another, James Biden communicating with other one another, Joe Biden using aliases. 
and the mainstream media says there's no evidence. This is why you just have to, you cannot watch CNN or MSNBC anymore. It is, it's sad and terrible. It's a sad and terrible time, but I'm grateful for all of it because we now, we now know what we're up against. We know what we're up against, and we know it's both parties. But the great thing is that you and I, uh, we have an enormous amount of power, and there's, there's no force in the world that's going to overcome you and I coming together and saying no and saying enough is enough. That's just the way it is. We're going we're gonna to get through this. We are. We're going to get through this, and, and I think we're going to come out on the other side in a very positive way. 800-922-6680 if you would like to uh, chime in on uh, any of this. The southern border is open, I mentioned earlier. We've got a governor in Texas who said enough is enough. We're tired of this. And if the federal government won't protect us, then we'll protect ourselves. Think about that. Has that happened in your lifetime? Where it was so patently obvious that the federal government was doing something to either impact future elections or take down, I guess, the government to some degree, or reinvent it, or reinvent it, right? You know, or fundamentally change it is what they uh, said, actually. If they fundamentally change it is what they, they wanted us to do. That's what, uh, that's what Barack Obama promised. He said, we're going to fundamentally change America. And look what they've done so far. And we've just got to, uh, we've got to stop. Here's Joe Biden yesterday. He was talking to a bunch of UAW members. The UAW is going to support Joe Biden. Most of the members don't. Do you know why most of the members don't support Joe Biden? Because Joe Biden is going to ruin, it's going to take away your jobs. These, these battery plants, these electric vehicles, all of that work is going to China. There will be some select smaller plants here that are going to, they're going to, go to, uh, they're going to uh, uh, employ fewer people at lower wages. You're signing your death warrant. UAW members, you're signing your death warrant. You guys who build trans, uh, trans, transmissions, you guys who build carburetors, engine blocks, all of that, you're done. You're out of business. You're going to be fired. There's no retraining because there won't be a job on the other side. Do you not understand that? The United States has been the, the, uh, the beacon as far as the automotive industry around the entire world for decades. A source of pride for America, American built. You could drive across the country. It's freedom. But Joe Biden with his with his EV mandates, all of those batteries, all of that tech's going to China. He he shut down the Keystone XL pipeline to make us more dependent on green energy nonsense. This is Joe Biden speaking to UAW members about how they're they're fundamentally changing the economy. Why would you fundamentally change the greatest and biggest economy in the history of mankind? If you're the number one economy in the world, if you are, uh, if you have, have been more innovative than any country on the face of the earth, why would you say this? We're fundamentally changing the economy of this country, and everybody's getting a little worried about it. Yeah, to say the least, uh, Americans are worried. Americans are mad, and they're tired of the bullcrap. I haven't played this in a while. I made it a couple of years ago. The people sing, singing a song of Donald Trump. Indict him at your peril, and next year you'll get thumped. Jack Smith is a left-wing hack. 
The man's a real disgrace This is sure to blow up in his face Are we still America? Or is this a third world state Where you're allowed to prosecute The people that you hate Uh We must stop them all before it's too late And we will Do you hear the people scream Stop this insanity Concocting lame indictments Cause Trump's your enemy It proves that you're afraid Afraid of Donald's run Cause when he's re-elected You're all done I am your voice I am your warrior I am your justice And for those who have been wronged and betrayed I am your retribution I am your retribution How can I let this And and just, let me say, this isn't just an endorsement of Donald Trump. This is an endorsement of uh, a man who went to Washington, D.C. and said he did what he said he was going to do. And the the deep state in Washington, D.C. immediately let lit into him for four years, two impeachments, one after he left office, an FBI raid after he left office, never been done in history, four political indictments at the same time, the same media who lied to you about Hunter's laptop, Russia collusion, Hillary Clinton, COVID, southern border. All of those people are now telling you that Donald Trump is just like Joe Biden. He has no chance of winning because he's unpopular and he has dementia. Don't listen to them. Stay focused as the founders. We're going to get through this. All right, so coming up, going to talk about uh, EVs. The chairman of Toyota says that uh, they're never going to be. They're never going to be. And then uh, one, uh, one city in the country decided to invest in six EV buses for $6 million. And they're not running. That's on the way. This is the Rob Carson Show. It's funny, I saw uh, RFK speaking to, uh, I guess it was Fox, maybe it was uh, Jesse Waters, and uh, RFK saying, well, obviously uh, Donald Trump and Joe Biden are not popular, and I'm the, uh, I'm the alternative. I will get the votes. And uh, Robert, you're 70 years old. You've been on the public stage for all of those years, and you're the fresh face that's going to be popular. Yeah, you keep telling yourself that. I got nothing against Robert Kennedy Jr., I think he's a good guy. He's told the truth about COVID. He's told the truth about vaccinations. He was made to look like he's insane. And I respect him. Would I like to see him in a Trump cabinet? I'd like to see him in charge of the prosecutions of people who abused us, whether it be the disinformation industrial complex, whether it be Anthony Fauci and and what the CDC and HHS did to us during COVID. Uh, I would like to see him in charge of that. But as far as him thinking that he is the young, fresh face that America's looking for and he'll be more popular, you had 70 years to do it, bruh. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Nope, be new. Nice try, though. Nice try. Now, uh, uh, so I was reading this article today, and you know how I feel about EVs. I have no problem with EVs. They are commuter cars. They are golf carts. They're not riding lawnmowers. Those are crap. Okay, the riding lawnmowers are crap. We all discovered this year, and again, this is God's sense of humor. We had the coldest winter we've had in a long time, and it showed that EVs are garbage. 
EVs are garbage. Here's a woman uh, just about a week ago in Chicago. Her Tesla, completely a pile of junk. Um, it is negative degrees out here in Chicago. My car needed charging. So, of course, you look for the closest charger yeah. station, mm-hmm. which for me was Evergreen. I made it to Evergreen Charging Station, and of the 10 stations, I want to say nine or eight of them. What happens if there's a national emergency and uh, your EV isn't charged up? Them are all broken and unable to be utilized. What if there's a hurricane coming, the roads are flooding? So, of course, as you can see, you have multiple vehicles that have died and are unable to be charged. You have people who are stuck out in negative degree weather. Yeah. You have a tow truck here who is trying to help and support. But again... Yeah, they're garbage. They are garbage. Batteries are not an engine. Batteries are charged by energy created outside of the vehicle. So you've got to put the energy in the vehicle. With a gas car, you put the the uh, fuel into the car. The energy is created in a combustion engine. That's the way it works. And and how do they create that energy to charge your battery? Generally, it's fossil fuels. Duh. And they just don't perform. The technology is 130 years old. Chairman of Toyota threw cold water on enthusiasts about wide-scale EV adoption by predicting the EVs would never gain more than 30% of the market. And he's right. Toyota chairman and former CEO Akia Toyota said that the fully electric vehicle will never manage to capture more than a third of the market and that governments shouldn't push them onto a a reluctant public. And by the way, we're not. We're saying no. But Joe Biden was out talking to UAW members yesterday. And uh, even though they don't see it, he's going to destroy the industry and they're all going to be out of work. Don't believe me? Ask the guys who are working on the Keystone XL pipeline. Here, the President of the United States lies to you. They have allotted billions of dollars to EV charging stations, and of two weeks ago, a study shows none of them have been built. That's why my bipartisan infrastructure law is building the network of 500,000 electric vehicle charging stations all across America installed by your brothers and sisters of the IABW. There you go. Can't even talk. Can't even talk. And by the way, also, I might mention, there's not enough power generation to charge a fleet of semis. There's not enough power generation to charge an electric tractor. And no farmer in his, in his, in his right mind would have an electric charger or an electric tractor. It'll never be. That's just the way it is. Here he is, actually. Uh, I guess there's, a, uh, there's an electric car company called Tulsa. Not Tesla, but Tulsa. Because of you, Toyota, Volkswagen, Nissan, Tulsa. Tulsa. All gave their workers double-digit raises because of you. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And then you're going to be out of a job because if you build uh, carburetors and you build drivetrains and you build all of those parts for every single vehicle that is operated... This includes you guys working at Caterpillar plants. This includes everybody out there who builds engines and, and, and the summary uh, equipment needed for them. You're going to be done. So I'm just going to tell you, your union leadership is screwing you over. Same goes with you teachers and the teachers' unions. They only care about the money they get from the federal government. That's all they care about. They don't care about you and what you do for a living. And if you lose your job because they're going to have their money, that's it. All right, so we got a freshman congressman coming up. 
Going to get to know him. Uh, Mark Alford is his name. He's a hell of a guy. I've known him for a long time, and we're finally getting him on the air. And that is coming up on the Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. Okay, so Mark Alford is next hour. You know, I have the attention uh, attention span of a, of a fruit fly, so uh, I was mistaken. We're going to talk to him next hour. Don't worry about it. Uh, I want to share something with you. We're talking about EVs, and uh, and uh, it's kind of strange because online I, I found a friend of mine who I worked with many, many years ago. I did some uh, stuff for Rush Limbaugh uh, with this guy, and, and uh, he's, he's, his name's Keith Wilson, and he works in, uh, in Springfield, Illinois, where I worked briefly uh, when I was right out of college. And, uh, and he does Beach Boys uh, like you wouldn't believe. It's ridiculous how good this guy is. And oddly enough, his last name is Wilson, which is kind of funny. I don't think he stayed in bed for a year with depression. But that said, uh, I asked Jim Gossett, would you collaborate with Keith? Maybe you write the lyrics and I work with the lyrics. I come up with some ideas and we work together. And Jim said, well, hell yeah. So I said, hey, I got an idea. Let's do something on EVs. And the reason why I choose Beach Boys, Beach Boys, it was before I was born, really. But everybody knows Beach Boys, right? Everybody knows the Beach Boys. So I said, I said, here, I got an idea. Let's do one about uh, how awful EVs are and what a sham they are. <laughs> In case you didn't understand from my show. And, uh, and Keith and Jim and me came up with this. Well, she's got an EV. It's a car that is going to break her. It costs a fortune just to run it, and that's what it's going to take her. <laughs> Ten grand for a battery, I wonder now if it will wake her. Cause she'll be broke, 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 when her banker takes her EV away. Oh my goodness! She's got a lot of fear when she's driving, and it's really strange it's scary now. To drive now. It's scary to drive. Especially when she's driving at night and she's way out of range. Oh, she's oh, yes. Back to a gas powered car, you know she really ought to change she now. Combustion. It's a gas, gas, Cause gas. She'll go broke, broke, broke till her baker takes her EV away. It's a crapshoot with her EV when she tries to start what's wrong it. With it this time. What's wrong with it now? Yeah, she'll call Triple A and just ask the driver to cart it. it away. Please take it away from this piece of crappy beef. She should soon be trying to escape now. She made a mistake. Go broke, broke, broke when the tow truck takes her EV away. Oh my goodness. That is amazing. Wow. All him. That's all Keith right there. That is all Keith right there. And uh, Jim came up with the lyrics, and I think it's Freaking brilliant. I, this is it. That's what I tell you. We, we're taking mockery and ridicule back from the left. And it's really powerful. Trust me, because I know. I see the numbers. I see the number of people who are downloading. I, 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 you know, like this guy I met at the gym yesterday. We're just working out, you know, and I posted the picture on, uh, on uh, Twitter. And he knows who I am. He listens to my podcast in Kansas City. He didn't know. He lives a couple miles from me, watches my TV show. I have four guys come by and deliver this piece of furniture. They're all homies, right? I'm thinking, well, they don't know who the hell I am. One of the guys is like, oh, man, I listen to you all the time, Carson. Oh, my God, I can't believe this is Rob Carson place. Man, this is Rob Carson right here. Because people get it. People understand that the way we're going to win this, the way we're going to win our country back is through positivity and come together. 77% of us agree that the country is going in the wrong direction. 77% of us can come together to save it.
That's why it's blowing up everywhere. And nobody else does comedy like we do. Not even close to it. Let's go to Charlie in West Virginia. Wild and wonderful. Charlie, what's going on, man? Wow. I saw a picture on Instagram. The picture you put at the gym on Instagram. Look at all you. Rob Carson's going to be the new Robin The Robin <laughs> So Robin, yes, I'm going to I'm going to pump you up, yeah, yeah. I, I was proud. I was proud of that picture, man, because I've, you know, two years, I, I, I got sober a while back because I had to, and I, and I had a miracle happen in my life, and uh, and and I've been going to the gym, and, and it's been two years that I've been training and getting stronger and getting stronger, and I posted the picture yesterday because I wanted to show people what's possible, particularly those who are struggling. But, you know, a lot of guys our age, I don't know how you all are, but, you know, guys in their 40s and 50s, you know, you feel like you're stuck in your job, you're stuck in this, or maybe you've been displaced, maybe you're having to do something outside, and, and dear God, you got a lot of life you, you got a lot of life ahead you cannot get down on this crap charlie that's that's why that's why i share my story on there so i'm in my mid-40s and i feel like a walking total team what's that commercial with uh the baseball player uh, oh Jim total team yeah the total team yeah <laughs> <Yes. laughs> you know there's nothing wrong with it you know i i tried the testosterone have you ever tried the testosterone I've not yet done it, but it's on my list for this show. Well, I'll tell you, I, I tried the testosterone, and, and uh, you know, they ought to sell that stuff at a, uh, a tent and camping place. That's all i got to say about uh, testosterone and what it'll do for you. It's, it's you know, whew, yeah. Uh, but, I, but I'm not on the testosterone. I'm not on the testosterone right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. I wanted to give you a shout-out uh, today because I was listening to uh, your podcast this morning because I don't get Rob Carson here, but I about wrecked my truck. We're talking about the satire and the wet fish across the face. Oh, when I when I was describing my sense of humor versus some other people, that I said that Bill Maher, I said Bill Maher was like a Pinot Grigio, and uh, and you know like uh, Jerry Seinfeld was maybe a, a Merlot, and and me, my sense of humor is a a, a wet fish smacked up against side your head. <laughs> <laughs> So well, I'm I'm glad you appreciate it, bro. What do you What do you do in West Virginia? I own a locksmith company. A what? A lock locksmith company. Locksmith. Okay, I got you. I got you. Cool. Well, I'm going to tell you, I love the state of West Virginia. Uh, I'm sorry that you have so many idiots in power out there, but uh, but it's oh. a beautiful state. Um, but I've, I've I've driven through West Virginia so many times. It's so so beautiful that state, and uh, you know, uh, it, it, I think a lot of the problems that have been caused there are because of the people in power and uh, Joe Manchin, among others, enriching himself while everybody else suffers. So, but I do appreciate your phone call yeah. today, Charlie. I thank you. Listen to the podcast, and I hope you share it with other people. Okay, bro. Absolutely, Rob. Thank you, and God bless. Just keep being the wet fish across the face, bro. <laughs> right, man. I appreciate it. That is fine. <laughs> That's what I am, man. I'm just going to tell you, I've got a, a, a ridiculously wet sense of humor. That's just the way it is. I have the sense of humor of a 14-year-old boy. But with some humor, like fart humor, this 14-year-old boy. Oh, oh, and i got to share this story. Hold on, let me see if I can find it here. Let me see if I can find this here. This is a non sequitur. I feel like just talking about everything today, to be quite honest. I'm so frustrated with Washington, D.C. I know you are, and 
I know one of the reasons why you listen to this show is because when, sometimes I can't listen to some other shows because you get so friggin' stressed out. You, you know, you know what we're facing. You know, you know, you're getting prepared for it. But, you know, there are times you just, I, I can't take it anymore. I can't take the stress anymore. I know we're going to win. I know I'm in the fight, but I don't need to be reminded every day how bad it is. I, I tell you how bad it is so you know. But we try and offer something else. Disgruntled passenger removed for farting excessively on American Airlines flight from Phoenix to Houston. A disgruntled passenger. Disgruntled. 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 Is that what it is when you got gas? It's called disgruntled. A disgruntled passenger was removed for uh, uh, excessive gas on an American Airlines flight from Phoenix to Austin. Now, the uh, the early flight from Phoenix Sky Harbor International, Arizona. Don't go to Chipotle before you get on the plane. All right? Just, just, no. Don't do it. Anyway, so uh, to uh, Austin Berg, uh, Bergstrom International Airport in Texas was forced to return to its gate to delayed <laughs> 15 to 30 minutes. According to a passenger who was on the uh, flight, the Texas-based traveler wrote on Reddit, I was on a direct American flight from Phoenix to Austin. I was seated near the row where the situation occurred. The Reddit poster described the January 14th incident. It's kind of funny, someone entertaining. And uh, they didn't film it. The author remembered the passenger was audibly disgruntled. You know what that means? There you go. Audibly disgruntled. Maybe hungover. <laughs> as soon as he sat down, he was grumbling something under his breath like bleep and bleep and bleep, bleep, bleep. Uh, after a majority of people were seated, the man said, oh, you thought that was rude? Well, here, smell this. <laughs> Did the same. <laughs> Apparently he didn't realize that he's in a steel tube with recirculated air that's going to be flying in the air at 450 miles an hour. So he went ahead and did that. I guess he thought that would actually uh, result in something good. Uh, I'm not really sure. Uh, but anyway, uh, there were female passengers sitting next to the disgruntled passenger uh, who were seemingly minding their own business. Uh, the social media user also recalled that there was a loud and condescending he was loud and condescending when he made the statement. If you don't like it, uh, you can fly private, according to this guy. Another passenger chimed in. I think we'd all agree, you're the rude one here. Then another person said, fart man replies something like, this is just so, so low class. And the other guy rebuttals with, well, you're back here in economy with the rest of us. Flight attendants intervened. Maybe this is the time to wear a mask on a flight. Maybe that's where we... <laughs> Well, if you think a paper mask can't stop a, a deadly virus, it's not going to stop that, I'll tell you. Uh, anyway, the, uh, the flight attendants intervened saying, that's enough. That's enough, kids. And the, uh, the flight, uh, they started taxiing towards runway. Moments later, the plane came to a halt when the flight crew announced apologies for the interruption. But we are returning to the gate. We will provide more information when we have it. As the flight returned to its gate, a flight attendant came back and informed the uh, the. Uh, disgruntled passenger he was going to be removed he replied i don't understand uh and she tells him uh, they'll, they'll talk about it off the plane he got up grabbed his bag quietly exited the plane and he was removed this is a part of the death of civility that i've been talking about for so very long for so very long Oh, let me return real quick here before we go to the break, because i got a bunch of things I want to get to still uh, that are uh, a little more serious. Um, but I, I do want to share this. City of Asheville, North Carolina, shelled out millions of dollars in 2018. They wanted to add five electric buses to the fleet. Now, three of the five sit idle. 
City employees are telling a cautionary tale, all right? Uh, we haven't been able to get new doors, according to Jesse, Jessica Morris, Ashle, uh, Asheville's Interim Transportation uh, Secretary, says uh, there's no third party that makes the door. We have to get custom doors made. Part of the issue is the company that made the electric buses, Proterra, filed for bankruptcy in August. Imagine that, right? Yeah, just like Solyndra, yeah. yeah that was... Uh, uh, that was uh, uh, Barack Obama's administration when he dumped seven, eight hundred million dollars into infrastructure and it was spent on nothing but buying off unions. According to the News and Observer, Proterra's operations are still shut down. The company was recently purchased by Phoenix Motor, but it is unclear when parts and services for Proterra buses will be available. What's wrong with natural gas buses? They got all these natural gas buses. Why the hell do we need electric? Natural gas. No, the, the, they, they expel water vapor, a little CO2. That's it. Clean-burning natural gas. The problem is they're too reliable. The government doesn't want reliable. They want control. That's it. The last couple of years have been particularly difficult. We don't see an end in sight. In the meantime, Asheville is staring down losses from the major investment. Morris uh, said that each bus costs $616,000. The city had to spend another $200,000 for the installation of each charger and another 118000 every year to lease batteries for the buses, nearly 45000 annually in electric costs to charge them. Oh, it gets worse. It gets worse. She also noted the maintenance costs for the electric buses have caught top 250 k At the same time, having most of the electric buses out of operations has increased wear and tear on the rest of the 32 buses on the, on the fleet, which either run on biodiesel or are hybrid models. I have no problems with hybrids. Maintenance director John McDonald also weighed in on the problems. By the way, biodiesel is a joke. It's the same stuff that comes out of the ground, but they think they're making a difference. It's the same amount of exhaust. It's the same amount of whatever. But they think that because they use fryer oil out of, uh, you know, restaurants, that it's going to make it. It's bull crap. So two electric buses that are still in operation. Are you ready for this? You want to know how far they can travel each charge as a city bus? You're thinking, my God, if it's only like 300 miles, I mean, they're screwed. Oh, no, it's much less than that. The 200, 200 miles? No, 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 it's much less than that. In the wintertime, the buses go 78 miles. Okay, 78 miles. Unreal. Uh, the uh, Morris said there are some lessons for sure. We're pressing pause on investing in the electric technology until we can assure the products uh, uh, we are, are going to be able to work. There can often be unidentified issues when adapting to any new technology. Well, no, this isn't new technology. This is 130-year-old technology. By the way, Ford has slashed productions on the F-150. says the popular F-150. It never was. Because anybody who drives a pickup for what a pickup is meant for, which is hauling stuff, knows they're garbage. Garbage, garbage. Oh, and for those buses in Asheville, relatively small community, you want to guess how much those five buses have cost altogether? Now only two of them work. Six million dollars. Six million bucks. Can you believe it? Let's take a break, guys. We are you are listening to the Rob Carson Show. Somebody call a plumber. It's time to drain the swamp. It's the Rob Carson Show. Move over Netflix, Disney Plus, Hulu. How about Newsmax Plus? Have you signed up for Newsmax Plus? 
I uh, I did the first day I heard about it. This is what's happening to conservative uh, publishers. Uh, content providers are getting attacked by the left. Their advertisers are being at- by attacked by it. If you don't believe me, ask. Well, you can't, but ask Rush Limbaugh. Thirty years being attacked constantly. You know, uh, why Why doesn't Ford Motor Company advertise on Fox? Why doesn't General Motors advertise on Newsmax? Because they're frightened off. It's not that you and I don't drive cars. It's just the left has been in control of it. And, and that's all going to topple. <clears throat> that's going to be toppling very soon. In the meantime, become a member of Newsmax Plus. You get unbelievable shows like Rob Schmidt, Eric Bowling, Greg Kelly, and more. My show, Rob Carson's What in the World, which Donald Trump make, says makes me the funniest man on television. All you got to do is go to NewsmaxPlusPLUS.com, NewsmaxPLUS.com, become a member. And uh, millions are switching to Newsmax. Try it for free today. It's because, you know, you don't know what to trust. I don't, I don't know what to trust in the media. Every time I, I trust somebody in the media, I see them fall. With the exception of Tucker, uh, there are some other people. I've seen a lot of people that's just like, what happened? And Ann Coulter. What the hell happened to Ann Coulter? What happened to S.E. Cup? <laughs> what the hell happened to Joe Scarborough? Dear God. Oh, oh, you know what we need to do? Uh, th- this is pretty funny. So the, the mainstream media is trying to convince you <clears throat> that Joe Biden is, uh, is mentally, that, that Joe Biden and, and uh, Donald Trump have the same dementia, and they're both too old. And now they're actually, are you ready for this? They're trying to uh, make Kamala Harris seem intelligent. Now, you know, she's an idiot. Do you know why? Have you heard her talk? This is Laura Coates on CNN marveling at her presence. Listen, this is some serious booty kissing. She's going to have chap lips for years. Let me ask you one more question. I'm struck just in your presence. The... Oh, my God, I'm glad I didn't eat breakfast this morning. Let me ask you one more question. I'm struck just in your presence. The I was watching you on stage, (laughs) watching the reactions from the crowd, Mm -hmm. looking you in the eye with your passion that you were displaying and talking about. Is this an interview or are you hitting on her? So many issues. And yet you hear candidates suggesting that a vote for President Biden because of his age is somehow he votes. Because of his age. See, it's a because of his age. Not that he's, he talks like this. Derpy, derpy, do. For you. And that is hurled as an insult. It's intended to demonstrate some negative viewpoint towards you. What is your reaction to this thought? That if you had breakfast or, or lunch, just be ready. Have a napkin right near your mouth. With your background in particular, with your career, that there is some thought that... The only position Kamala Harris has ever held was uh, horizontal. You are incapable. Well, I, I think that um, most women who have risen in their profession, who are leaders in their profession, have had similar experiences. Really? Uh, do most women talk like this? Think of this moment as a moment that is about great momentum. You need to get to go. I need to be able to get where you need to go to do the work and get home. When we talk about the children of the community, they are a children of the community. The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance. Yeah, it's about being a woman. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. This is The Rob Carson Show. This is the final hour of The Rob Carson Show. Today, anyway, Mark Alford, fresh freshman congressman from uh, Missouri, 
He's going to be joining us. I got to know Mark as a TV anchor in Kansas City. And uh, I knew him when I was working at a local station before I was fired for making too much money. That's what they said. I was making too much money. That's a good excuse. I think they're kind of regretting it now, to be quite honest. But, uh, you know, whatever. Anyway, I got to know him there. And, uh, you know, I ended up having to sell cars for a while. And, uh, and he quit being a, a TV newscaster. And he got elected. And he's a congressman. And I'm going to tell you, I give the man credit for having the, the cojones to do it. And, and he's lighting a fire in Washington, D.C. You're going to hear more about him, and you're going to hear from him at the bottom of the hour. Um, you know, they're, they're calling uh, this uh, what uh, Greg Abbott is saying to the Supreme Court. They're telling him to, he's telling him to stuff it with regard to the razor ribbon on the border and the Supreme Court and John Roberts, uh, among others, and, and Amy Comey, Coney Barrett uh, citing, I guess she heard at a cocktail party somewhere that, uh, you know, it's very, uh, you know, maybe she, maybe she needs some cheap uh, labor in the backyard uh, weed whacking her, uh, her uh, <clears throat> hedges. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, Greg Abbott says, nope. We're not going to do it. We're going to do it anyway. And Joe Biden is uh, is threatening and bloviating. And, and this is kind of that uh, what happened in the 60s, you know, with uh, George Wallace and schoolhouse doors, but a reverse. Except for now the federal government is the evil. And, and, and Greg Abbott and the people of Texas are standing up. 51 counties in Texas have declared an emergency because of the illegal invasion that puts our country in danger and is sanctioned by our federal government. And this is where the people have said, we've had enough. We've had enough. And Joe Biden, he thinks that, he thinks that he's got the, uh, the, the people behind him to, to deal with you and me. See, he doesn't realize he's picking with, he's picking on the most intellectually and physically armed people in the country. All right? And Texas, you know, forever, Texas has been saying, don't mess with Texas. Don't mess with, you don't want to, don't tread on me. That's racist. Don't tread on me. Don't mess with Texas. Well, here's the federal government thinking they're going to be able to mess with Texas with a jackass like Joe Biden in the White House. Uh, you know, Greg Abbott saying, bring it. Listen to this. U.S. states, Florida, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Montana, their governments have expressed a, a support of the governor's action. Uh, Texas and uh, apparently Arkansas ready to mobilize its National Guard in support of Texas. There you go. Now, and I'm also hearing, we got here, we got uh, uh, Ron DeSantis of Florida, Greg Gianfort from uh, Montana. All of them are saying we support Texas, and apparently that number is growing in wokeness on Twitter. Uh, the, I don't know how scientific this is, but uh, uh, Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, Wyoming, Utah, Idaho, uh, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, West Virginia, and Virginia. All are saying we support the governor of Texas. I don't think old Jobo wants to mess with us on this. And that governor, that, that, that border is going to be shut down. That border, and by the way, I hear Mitch McConnell is uh, backing off of this uh, idiotic and awful uh, supposed uh, budget compromise that would still allow 5,000 illegals to come across our border. The people are speaking, the people are shouting, and the people in Washington, D.C., you better listen. You better listen. Mm. Now, um, oh, I saw this thing. There's a there's a place. I don't know what to do this here. There is a here it is. Yeah, uh, a store that opened in the capital of Jordan, in Amman, Jordan, named after the Hamas attack on October the seventh. It's just called October the seventh. Yeah, 
and uh, there is a uh, uh, already had been locked and loaded kind of uh, uh, what I call an astroturf reaction to what happened, uh, and then uh, the left, uh, like they did with George Floyd, uh, a death by a drug overdose in Minneapolis. They used it as a trigger to ignite a leftist rebellion, which burned our cities and killed 30 people, caused $2 billion worth of damage. And the American people aren't going to ha- let it happen again. And, and the left did it again. Uh, October the 7th happened. I've got articles I haven't read on the air because you wouldn't, be able to, you wouldn't be able to stand the descriptions of what they did to women and children, husbands and babies. You wouldn't be able to handle it. I haven't watched the footage. I'm not going to watch the footage. I don't need to see the footage. But uh, it was a barbarous act, and the the media in this country fell for it. They said that Israel attacked the hospital and hundreds of people died. The next day, they knew it was false, but they let it ignite the world, and all of this stuff happened on campuses and whatever. Anti-Semitism on college campuses has shot up 1,753% since October the 7th. Higher education uh, spawned this culture of hate. Jared Stepman wrote this for the Daily Signal. A report uh, Monday, combat anti-Semitism, partnership with the Center for the Study of Contemporary uh, European Jewry. Jewry. It's Jewry. It's like people, I hate it when people call it, instead of jewelry, they call it jewelry, you know. Really? Jewelry? Okay. But there you go. Uh, The report found that the fourth quarter 2023 from October through December, 1,753 increase, percent increase in far left incidents of anti-Semitism and a 268% increase in the Islamic uh, anti-Semitic incidents on college campuses. Now, you'll recall Corinne Jean-Pierre, immediately after this attack and immediately after that church, uh, that that, uh, hospital bombing that didn't happen, by the way, it was a lie. Corinne Jean-Pierre said, oh, yeah, uh, uh, anti-Islamic protests were happening and incidents of anti-Islamic hate were happening. That was bullcrap. It was a complete lie. And you know what happened that same week? The Biden administration says, we got to give $100 million to the Palestinian Authority, which is we've got to fund Hamas immediately. That was their decision. The people are evil. (laughs) I mean, these people are absolutely evil. But uh, the uh, new release from this uh, group says that nearly all the anti-Semitic incidents were tied to anti-Zionist forms of anti-Semitism and the conflation of worldwide Jewry with the state of Israel. The report confirms what many already presumed, but there are a few worth noting. Polls show 80% of Americans support Israel. 20% uh, support the Palestinians and Hamas. We still love the people of Israel. We still know that the people of Israel are some of the most persecuted in world history. And we, we have had many of our troops die defending Israel and defending the Jewish people. And it looks like we're still willing to do that. But here at, uh, at a university, and I mean, we got to get uh, Columbia on the radar for defunding and I wouldn't send my kids to this stinking university, to be quite honest. They, uh, there was unauthorized Palestinian protests, pro-Hamas protests at Columbia University. Can you imagine if your kid's Jewish on that campus? Imagine your kid going to a university where they say they want every one of your kid's kind dead. How would you feel if your kid went to that university? 
I'm going to tell you right now, I'd be going to that university. And I'd be sitting down with some people. And if that didn't work, I'd be going back home and bringing some people with me to move my kid out. An unauthorized pro-Hamas protest began by refusing to hold the organizers' accountability. Columbia sent a big bleep you to every Jewish and Israeli student, faculty, and staff. Here is some of the audio from uh, one of these punks. By the way, they were holding UAW signs. They were holding UAW signs. Why is that? Auto workers, UAW ain't on your side. But listen to this. Listen to the chant. This is something you need to be concerned about. Because remember 9-11? Listen to what is being said now by these little punks on college campuses. Here is another one of these little, uh, these little uh, uh, pro-Hamas uh, uh, Karens leading the charge. Globalize the Intifada. From New York to whatever that was, globalize the Intifada. From New York to Gaza. There's a lot of ocean there. I don't know if that's a good idea. Probably not going to be a lot of Intifada going on in the middle of the Atlantic. Okay, we gotta we gotta have to uh, uh, crush this out like a cigarette under our heels, and and the way you do that is like we did to Harvard, uh, like we're doing to UPenn, like we're doing to MIT. We're saying, you know what? Screw it. Yeah, this is what uh, a higher education is going to be. Uh, by the way, the um, Harvard lost a billion dollars. And as far as I'm concerned, and again, I told you earlier in the show that uh, I'm grateful all of this has come out. I, I don't, uh, I'm not threatened by these jackasses. They don't know, they wouldn't know how to hold a gun if they tried. You know, uh, they don't know anything. They're just spoiled little children. That's why they always uh, uh, get people who are, uh, have no life experience, uh, have no uh, idea of what history is all about. So they'll fall for this stupid crap. And, and we've got to uh, defend, or I should say defund, uh, these universities. That's it. And, and, and all this is going to happen when Donald Trump becomes president again. That's why uh, one of the reasons why I support him. And here, more leftism doing a face plant. Listen to this. I lived in Washington, D.C. for a dozen years. I worked in Friendship Heights, which is right on the border of Chevy Chase, who's not just a comic actor. It's also an area. And, uh, and, uh, and Washington, D.C. Right on the cusp. And, and it was a nice little neighborhood there. I used to go over there at a Maza gallery and a great little, uh, a little uh, uh, drugstore um, and uh, a little kind of a liquor store and a grocery store right there. And uh, they call it a bodega. It's, got, it's like a bodega. But uh, Jill Biden calls it a bodega because she's uh, the, first, uh, the first ditz of the country. And, and I loved it. I really, lo- I really loved it there. I really, I really loved it. We'd go over and we'd have some, uh, you know, lunch over across the street, go shopping and all that. It was really nice. Down the street, there was a Tiffany's that my wife would go get in like a little bracelet every once. I don't get Tiffany's. That's something about that blue bag. It's like catnip for women. But uh, it was wonderful. Well, not anymore. Not anymore. CBS is closing a store in D.C., forced to close after being targeted by 45 teenage thieves every day. 
leaving shelves totally empty. Yeah. The pharmacy located in Columbia Heights went viral last October when videos emerged of it being totally stripped of all its project, uh, products after being targeted by a teen gang. Forty-five school kids would go into the store, steal chips, drinks in the morning, after the classes at night. Obviously, no dad at home. Uh, and honestly, this is true. It's not nothing, uh, nothing racist about it. It's just, you know, you got broken families, you got broken kids, and they do stupid crap like this. Theft at the location had become so bad, customers had already begun shopping at other locations. Local resident Ilana Miller said, it makes me not want to go there to shop, honest. I, I just go there to get my prescription, and then when I need other things, I go somewhere else. The little uh, bodega <laughs> that I went to, it was ransacked by Black Lives Matter in the summer of 2020. And then, listen to this. This is what's been allowed to happen in this country because of the left. Uh, the, the CVS reported that street vendors allegedly paid thieves to steal stuff and they sell it on the street. So literally, steal stuff, go out. Vendors were seen selling toothbrushes, men and women's body wash, car air fresheners, laundry, cleaning supplies right outside of the store so they can buy drugs with it. Data on the Council of Criminal Justice shows there were 8,453 more shopping incidents across 24 states in the first half of the year compared to 2019. Last May, Target said it was uh, projected to lose $500 million to violent shoplifters. You think America isn't tired of this crap? Yeah. Last uh, sto- summer, videos even emerged of uh, chained-up freezers at Walgreens and Crime Rib in San Francisco. First time in uh, the first for the first nine months of 2023, 458 arrests for juveniles for robbery, including carjacking, homicide, assault, and da- with a dangerous weapon in Washington D.C. And here, here, just a few months ago, here a couple of idiots in Columbia Heights. They're like, you know, there are a lot of stealing from this CVS, but honestly, these kids are poor, so they ought to be able to take it. I mean, it's bad to do. At the same time, they're probably doing it for a reason. They need those things, but. They shouldn't just be going in and clearing the shelves because this isn't sustainable for the store. A lot of folks actually can't afford any of the things in there. I'm not saying that ceiling has to be the solution to that, right? It is not. It's a crime. However. However. I don't know. Maybe the city could provide more accessible resources to unhoused. They already do. Under-income folks that can. Yeah, they already do. Them like hair care, bodily care, hygiene care, etc. Yeah, yeah, we could get a job and buy it yourself. There you go. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Let's go to John in New Jersey. He wants to talk a little bit about these uh, these anti-Semitic protesters on America's campuses. Hello, John. Welcome to the show. What's up, buddy? Hey, Rob. How you doing? Um, Good, buddy. Good. I'm just wondering, when the left really wants to insult Trump or anything MAGA, what do they compare them to? They say, oh, they're Nazis. They compare them to Nazis. We got thousands of anti-Semitic protesters all over the country. Why aren't they being compared to Nazis? I mean, that's kind of what a Nazi is. Well, there's a number of reasons being obviously they're using some of the same tactics of the uh, uh, the Third Reich and Joseph Stalin in uh, twisting the truth, twisting the narrative, projecting on their enemies, and uh, we are their enemies. Uh, and they, they support what's happening on college campuses because the left is anti-Semitic. That's just the way they are. The, the left is anti-Semitic. The left is behind all of this. Adolf Hitler was a socialist. 
Okay, so the, the left is anti-Semitic. They're using some of the same language with regard to Israel that they do with uh, white people and police in this country. They are colonial. They are racist. Not colonial, but uh, yeah, colonial, colonialism. That's what they do, uh, and all of this. So that's what they do. They project. Uh, but but the left and and I would venture to say the Democrat Party. I've never understood why uh, why there are Jewish Democrats. I don't know what it is about the certain uh, self-loathing group of people, but uh, but a lot of them are, like Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders says that they got to do a ceasefire in Gaza or no aid whatsoever, which is like, you know, uh, pulling the bookcase uh, away and going, hey, Anne Frank is right in there. It, it essentially kind of like that. Oh, that's just being inflammatory. No, it's not. We're in something really serious. But that's what the left does, John. They are anti-Semitic. Conservatives have always defended um, defended. Um, uh, the Jewish people and and the people of Israel and the and the Jewish state and all of this. As far as what is happening on college campi, they're run by leftists. They're run by <clears throat> a communist, the class of 1968, uh, Barack Obama, the progeny of that class. Uh, that's just how they are. Barack Obama went to a church that espoused black liberation philosophy, which is profoundly anti-Semitic. So that's really what it all is about. They, the left hates the Jewish people because the Jewish people are successful. The Jewish people are are scrappy. The Jewish people always make the best out of the worst situation. Communists hate that. They hate that, John. That's the best. That is the best explanation I can give you. Does that does that make any sense to you? Well, I mean, you, you know what they say. If uh, those of you don't remember history, you're bound to repeat it. And uh, and Hitler and the Nazis had support over here. Uh, you know, before 1941. And uh, Times, the New York Times. The New York Times, they, they, they loved Hitler. They loved Stalin. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, you know, can learn from that because, uh, well, that's, that's, you know, there, there are comparisons here. Yeah, well, John, you, you mentioned something very strong here. You said that those who do not learn from history are bound to repeat it. This is why they recruit, recruit people who are young, who have no life experience, and you combine that with removing history from classes and foca focusing on politics. That's how you get soldiers in your leftist army. That's how you get people who've forgotten. Literally 25% of Gen Z uh, don't believe that the Holocaust happened. That wasn't by accident, John. That was not by accident. What, what did the Nazis do in Poland before the you know, intelligentsia? They went in there and they wiped out everybody that had half a brain. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, they, they, that's what they're trying to do. They're making us all into vegetables or trying to. Anyway. Yeah, but you know, John, we're, we know we're on to it. We, they've never done this to a country that had the First and the Second Amendment. And the, uh, the left was able to successfully usurp the First Amendment. They're, dying, they're trying desperately to usurp the Second Amendment. They don't want us to have weapons of war, even though the, the Second Amendment was created so that citizen soldiers could have weapons of war because we just beat the most powerful military uh, after the, the, the Revolutionary War with weapons of war in the hands of civilians. Do you suppose that the founders wrote the Second Amendment so we could go target hunting and turkey shooting? No, not at all. So uh, there you go. In a nutshell, ladies and gentlemen, that's my thoughts on it. You're now, your calls are welcome, 800-922-6680. Freshman Congressman Mark Alford joins us next. Don't go anywhere. We have a special guest on the uh, on the hotline. I've been wanting to talk to him 
for a long time on the show, and he finally joins us. He is uh, an ex-TV anchor legend in uh, Kansas City. He is now a representative for the state of Missouri, and his name is uh, Mark Alford, and he joins us on the Newsmax Highline. How you doing, my friend? I am doing fantastic. How are you, Rob? Good, good. We have much to catch up on here. Uh, I haven't talked to you since you were elected to Congress. Uh, before we jump into you know what's going on in the country, I want to talk about the southern border. I want to talk about the Biden crime family. Uh, why have that? Why were you nuts enough to to run for Congress? <laughs> why did you do it, man? <laughs> you know, Rob, uh, we've known each other for a while. I was in the media for thirty five years. I knew I wanted to be in television as a broadcast journalist since I was in fifth grade. And I never really had anything but passion uh, for that. Uh, I got into it, uh, and I did quite well. I was in Kansas City at the number one station, the Fox station. I anchored the morning there, news there for 25 years. And over the years, I started really seeing the underbelly of what's going on in journalism, started to question things. And, uh, I, you know, I'm a lifelong conservative, Uh, And I just wanted to get the truth out. Uh, The truth out, I felt like I had a fiduciary responsibility to my viewers to do that. Uh, It just kept getting worse and worse, I think, in the media, especially when Trump uh, got into office. Uh, I started questioning a a lot more things on the air. And we get in trouble for that. Uh, But I just want to give our viewers the truth. And I didn't really feel like I was able to do that when my predecessor, Vicki Hartzler, decided to run for the U.S. Senate. Two years ago, I decided, well, maybe I could put my God-given talents that I've honed over these 35 years to put to use to serve the American people, to serve the 4th Congressional District of Missouri, and to try to get to the truth. And that's what I'm doing. I jumped in full guns. We won the primary. We won the general. I've been in Congress for a year and, and trying to do the best I can on armed services, small business, and ag committees, trying to make America great again. Yeah. Did you, uh, what was it like uh, working at at the Fox affiliate here locally uh, toward the end of your tenure? Because uh, even local media are, I mean, newsrooms are absolutely populated by leftists when they graduate from J school, like the University of Missouri, by the way. Uh, What was it like for you as someone who was conservative in that environment? Were you a pariah? (laughs) Well, look, it, it got a little tense. I am still friends with people there at Fox Sports. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I would get called into the corner office, and uh, they would say, well, you've done it again. I said, what did I do? Well, people are calling or emailing or coming down to the station wanting you fired. I said, what did I say? Uh, we would go back and look at the recording of the show, and I would say, this is, what did I say that was wrong? And they'd say, no, you, what, you didn't say anything that was inaccurate. We just don't want you saying it again. Because the pressure from the from the outside is so great, and the advertising dollars are at risk, and I get that. But it got to a, a, a point that was untenable for either. I think they were glad to see me go. I was glad to leave. I felt I really feel like, Rob, um, look, I'm a person of faith. I believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I feel like God was pushing me out this window. I was comfortable. I was making great money. People in Kansas City viewing area pretty much loved me, not everybody. Uh, I was raising money for charity. We were very comfortable. God did not want me comfortable. He wanted me fighting for the people of the 4th District. He pushed me out this window and told me to fly, and I, I gave it. I finally did it. And I, I tell you what, Rob, I just turned 60 in October. I have never had this much passion, focus, direction, energy, or love for anything that I've ever done in my life. And you know that's when you're doing something right, when you're serving people and you love it. 
Brother, that is exactly where I am right now. I just turned 58 in October, and I'm experiencing joy every single day, yeah. every single day. I, I prep 10 hours every day for a three-hour show. And, Mark, and I believe this, and, and you know, you are a – I don't want to make this about preachifying because I, I don't like to proselytize on the radio, but, but I believe we're in a battle of good and evil, and I believe that these – I believe that these times have brought people like you and me and the people who listen to us, your constituents, my listeners and viewers, we've all come together. There's a period of great awakening happening right now. We're realizing how profoundly corrupt this government is, both parties. And, and I believe that there is some divinity involved in us, not just you and me. I'm talking about the people who, who you represent, the people who I speak to every single day and every weekend on TV. I believe that we're coming together for a reason to fight the evil that's happening right now in our country and i think we're going to win well rob i am confident of that as well and i too and i'm not here to convert anyone to follow jesus christ but I, we are in a spiritual battle in america right now what you see on the border with this administration that has allowed eight and a half million illegal aliens to come through our sovereign border uh, 1.7 million gotaways, an unknown to- uh, told number of terrorists who are now in our nation that want to do us harm. These illegals that come over, they owe the cartels five to $8,000 each. How do you think they're paying for that? They're bringing fentanyl across to poison our young people, or they're getting involved in the human sex trafficking uh, trade here in America. And what is going on in the underbelly of America is horrendous, disgusting, sinful. And if we are not careful, it is going to bring America down. But we have to be awake and on guard and have our eyes open as Americans. Now, Mark, I had heard this morning that Mitch McConnell is saying behind the scenes that Donald Trump is causing us to uh, yeah. to reconfigure this budget with this uh, border. Duh, duh, duh. Uh, it sounds like McConnell's getting a whole hell of a lot of heat for saying we're going to go ahead with 5,000 illegals coming across the border with, uh, with uh, nationalizing all of these illegals in the country. Uh, what are you hearing inside the halls of Congress to the reaction from Americans, not only just about the southern border, but Texas Governor Greg Abbott's stand against the Biden administration and the Supreme Court? Well, first of all, Mitch McConnell needs to get a spine. If, are you telling me right now, here's what they're saying, they can get the number down to 5,000 when we've had twelve and 15,000 come across a day? If you're telling me that we can get the number down to 5,000, then why can't we get it down to under 1,000? Jay Johnson, when he was Homeland Security Secretary, said that anything over 1,000 was a crisis. This lying, you know what, Mayorkas, I think he's the biggest liar since Pinocchio, won't even call it a crisis. They would admit that there's a problem. They're finally now during an election year starting to do that. But we, if, if you can get it down to 5,000, you can get it down to below that. So there is a way to do it. They just revealed uh, their lie all along, that they can do it if they want to. Uh, what are you hearing I, come I, from? Because go ahead, finish that. I want to ask you: What are your constituents when they call you? What do you hear when you're out? What are you hearing? Look, I, I they are telling me secure the border. This is an existential threat to our country. I was just down. I drove an hour and a half south uh, down to Vernon County, almost to Joplin, the very southern end of our district today. Uh, and then we're going over later this evening over to Fort Leonard Wood uh, in Pulaski County. But people are telling me the same thing. Look, we've got to fix our economy. 
We've got to fix our border. Two things that are going to kill us as a nation. We cannot be in debt, $34 trillion in debt, taking in $5 trillion a year, spending $7.5 trillion a year. And we've got to fix that. We can't continue with these continuing resolutions, kicking the can down the road time after time again. We've got to get these appropriation bills done. Uh, we've got to make major fixes in our country because we look weak. This president has made us a laughing stock in the world. President Biden, the way he pulled out of Afghanistan, the way he's dealt with Iran, giving them money back that they can fund terrorism, uh, how he released that money, the way he's dealt with Putin, uh, it, it, it is, he has turned us into a joke. And we've got to build our respect back in the world stage. President Trump is going to do that when he's reelected. Let me ask you this. Mark Alford, by the way, uh, freshman congressman from, uh, from Missouri, joins us on the phone. Um, the Biden crime family, the impeachment of Joe Biden, the impeachment of Alejandro Mayorkas. Let's start with the impeachment of Mayorkas. Then let's move into where we're going with, uh, with, Donald, or with, uh, with uh, Joe Biden. So, oh, my God, I have dementia. I mixed up the names there. That's what the, that's what the <laughs> Democrats are saying about uh, Donald Trump. You miss, you, I call my kids the dog's names and vice versa. Doesn't mean I have dementia but let's start let's start with mayorkas sure well look mayorkas i voted for his impeachment when it came to the house floor uh the majority though of our body decided that we should not go that route wanted to send it back to the committees which i totally understand it went back to the uh homeland security committee and they voted uh to move it out of committee and we should be voting on that when we get back into dc uh, I fully believe that uh, not only has he committed a dereliction of duty, I think it borders on treason what this man has done. Yeah, I uh, do, too. And I think most people feel that way. Mark, people are angry. People want him yeah, gone. Because we see the truth. I was just down there. If you look on my Facebook page today, Mark Alford Casey, you can see the video I shot. There were 60 of us down there, including Speaker Johnson. There was about 50 to 100 different media people down there. Uh, we had the colonel, the head guy of the Texas Department of Public Safety down there. And the concertina wire everywhere that the Texas Department of Public Safety has put up that now Joe Biden wants to cut through and allow more illegals in. And 11 illegals come over the Rio Grande and, and try to cut the concertina wire right as we're standing there. This is what Mayorkas has done. He has opened yeah. up the floodgates to our sovereign nation. Well, people are people are on a, people are on a uh, I you know here's here's what I'm saying, Mark. Uh, you know, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, there's going to be a civil war," or "There's going to be this," and I say, "No way." The, the, what there's going to be is there's going to be a peaceful movement, like what happened with the Berlin Wall. Uh, people are coming together. Seventy-seven percent of us believe the country is going in the wrong direction. Seventy-seven percent of us can come together to save her. I believe this with Democrats, with Republicans, I, including on abortion. I think they did the right thing by getting rid of Roe. If you want to get an abortion, you go to a state that allows abortion. It's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. That's the way it's supposed to be. Uh, exactly. But but we can come together to save our country, Mark. Absolutely. And listen, I break bread with liberals all the time. I always have. Most of my friends are. I'm sure you could say the same thing. As far as the left is concerned. And screw them. They're either speed bumps or they get out of the way because we're going to save the damn country. What do you think about how's this impeachment of Joe Biden going? Uh, what, what do you think is going to happen? Obviously, some things are going to happen in the House, but there's a lot of reluctancy in the Senate. Uh, what do you think? Well, that's going to be the issue. But what I tell people, look, we have a job to do in the U.S. House of Representatives. This, too, is going through judiciary and oversight on these and ways and means, by the way, the IRS whistleblowers which have really spilled the goods on the Biden crime family as well. So those three committees today, this uh, impeachment inquiry that we formalized and now have the subpoenas 
And uh, I, I think eventually we'll get the testimony uh, behind closed doors of Hunter Biden so we can question him in public after that first initial closed door session goes through. Um, the, the evidence is mounting. We have evidence now of $40,000 payments plus to Joe Biden, the big guy. And it's all around selling the Biden name and the influence. There, there is no reason Hunter Biden should have been on the board of Burisma other than he, his last name's Biden. And so we have seen that millions of dollars now have flown, have been funneled into the Biden crime family through these multiple LLCs. And when you have the president, then vice president of the United States, using pseudonyms in emails to try to cover his tracks, <laughs> that's got to tell you something. Look, Americans aren't stupid, but here's the deal, Rob. Here's what we have to do. I can't be depending on the Senate to do its job to convict but that's not my job. The job in the U.S. House of Representatives is to build the indictment. That's what an impeachment is. It is the indictment, just like you would have in a, a jury system, in a, a court of law, wherever you are right now. The grand jury indicts. The pettit jury convicts. The court convicts. And so we will kick it to the Senate, and it will be up to them. But we've got to do our job. And whether we think they're going to indict or not, I can't take that into consideration. One more thing that we have to do in this, though. Yes, sir. Yes. We, have to restore, we have to restore integrity to the impeachment process. The Democrats, yeah. the progressives have <laughs> bastardized this. Yeah. And it's a yeah. precious, precious thing that the U.S. House of Representatives has to declare war and to impeach. Yeah. And they, the way they did it with Trump was wrong. We've got to restore this integrity to the process. All right, Mark Alford, we're going to have to wrap things up, but I'm going to tell you, we got a big football game this weekend. And i got to tell you, Mark, I, I was kind of writing off the Chiefs. They couldn't put together four, uh, four quarters of football uh, for the life of a midseason, but now they, they've really kind of hit their uh, peak. Uh, they, th- did, were you at that game, the, last, at the playoff game when it was nine degrees below zero? <laughs> yes, we were. We, you were there? Uh, yeah, I was. Now, I, I sat inside for most of it. I'm not going to lie. About it, but yeah, I dude. Not a little bit. No uh, way, man. It was, it was an exciting game. I'm telling yeah. you that. Uh, we need the Chiefs to play uh, against the Ravens like they just played this last game against the Bills. Well, uh, they the thing- like a totally different team. Yeah, they did. And, and no, I'll tell you what, I, um, I, I love uh, Baltimore. I lived in D.C. for a dozen years. I love the people of Baltimore, the city of Baltimore. I'd always go see the Ravens. I'd always see, go see the uh, Orioles. I love Baltimore. I love Kansas City. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I was here in college, and, and, I, and I came back, and I live here. I've lived here for eight years. So, I mean, I think both, both teams are, are great. Uh, I will say that the guy paid $73,000 for playoff tickets in Baltimore. I had to tell the people of Baltimore, this isn't a Taylor Swift concert. That's Taylor Swift concert prices, Mark. So, Mark Alford, brother, thank you for joining me finally. And you have a you have a place here on the air anytime you want it, bro. And I'd love to have you on again. But Godspeed in what you do. What you've said today is very powerful. I wish you the very, very best. Well, thank you, Rob. May God richly bless you and your listeners. And look, let's work together to truly make America great again. I know we can do it. God has his hand upon America. It's just going to take a, uh, a lot of prayer and a lot of fortitude, and let's do it together. All right, bro. We'll talk again soon. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Ooh, Peter Gabriel. Good stuff. I listen to a lot of uh, old Peter Gabriel. He, was, uh, he is quite an innovator. 
Quite an innovator. Okay, last break of the show. Uh, I think we need to do one of these. We haven't done these in a while. The uh, Catch the Stupid update. Here it is. Stupid, 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 stupid people, 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 people. Just nice, stupid. Stupid is stupid, doesn't Who stupid? Yeah, there's nothing uh, dumber than taxpayers spending your money on stupid crap. And when I say crap, I really mean crap. In San Francisco, they had planned a $1.7 million public toilet. Apparently 100, 150 square foot in in Sacramento, and uh, it was a community toilet in the No Valley Town Square. And uh, apparently, uh, people don't want to spend one point one point seven million dollars on a public toilet. Noe Valley Town Square turned out to be a perfect spot to soak in the sun on this unusually warm day. But the city's price tag to build a 150-square-foot public restroom at the corner of the park is getting quite a few people a little heated. That's crazy. It's just sort of an artifact of everything that's going crazy in the city. How can it possibly yeah. be $1.7 million? And why build a public toilet? The homeless just crap on the streets. There was actually supposed to be an announcement by state and local... The whole city is a toilet. ...public officials here today proclaiming their success in securing the funding from the state. But they abruptly canceled it once word of the price tag got out. Nope, somebody flushed it. Several people were hoping to attend the press conference and ask about the cost because everybody is amazed. It sounds so fishy. And given that they were going to announce it here today and they just... They were going to do the announcement, like proudly saying $1.7 million on a bathroom. It's just so suspicious. <laughs> the only elected official who has responded to any of our questions about the project and the price tag is Assemblymember Matt Haney. He was able to get Mr. Haney $1.7 million from Sacramento. <laughs> he got the $1.7 million from the state and said, okay, let's, let's just literally put it in the crapper. But he didn't want to speak on camera. Because he's an he idiot. This message. Yes. I'll defer questions about the cost for the bathroom to Rec and Park. The cost also seemed shockingly high to me. They told me they couldn't build it for less, so if I wanted a public bathroom there, that's how much I had to deliver. There you go. All right. <laughs> Unbelievable reached out to Rec and Park for a breakdown of costs. They have not responded. Can you imagine how much the plumbers cost to come fix it? Oh, my Lord. Unbelievable. All right, that's about going to do it for today. I want to mention something real quick. Uh, Download the podcast. Podcast is blowing up uh, because people are understanding now it's a podcast, but it's the entire show every day in two podcasts. So if you get a chance to download it, go to Newsmax.com slash listen, okay? Newsmax.com slash listen and share it with others. This show is on fire more than any conservative show on the radio. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. Hey, if you get a chance to tune in to Newsmax, Greta Von Susteren's show tonight at 6 o'clock Eastern, Jim Jordan, Congressman Jim Jordan is going to be there. And again, for my podcast, Newsmax.com slash listen. God bless you. God bless America and Texas. Come on. And until tomorrow, which is Friday, don't catch the stupid.